0: Ever felt judged at the gym? You don't know how to use the leg curl machine? <laughs> Are you serious? This is your first day alive. Oh, um... <laughs> no. it's okay. I love helping people during their first day on Earth. At Planet Fitness, get energy without the judgment and join the judgment-free zone. Never intimidating. Always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. Get energized today during the Big Fitness Energy Sale for $0.24 down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. time. Deal ends Friday, January 12th. See Home Club for details.
1: episode of the Starting 502. We are co-hosting today because Presley and Jacob are in extravagant places playing often. Watching good basketball is what Jacob's doing. He's watching good basketball. Yeah. We are co-hosting, like I said, my name is Alan Thomas. I'm joined by Ethan Sprouls, the originator of the University of Louisville Villains student section. Ethan, I don't really know how much we can break down today other than it's the same song and dance. Um, I'm seeing a lot of... Yeah. It's getting... The point where we can just predict what's gonna happen every trip down the floor. What what are your feelings on any of this?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I think before we start, I, I want to preface preface what I'm gonna say, and I know you would agree. I like Kenny Payne as a person. I have nothing against him, I have nothing against Nolan, I have nothing against Josh Jamison, Dan, any of the guys, I want them to succeed if they succeed. That means Louisville is going to succeed. I, I want our program to be great again. I want it to be what it, what it always has been my whole life. Um, so I, I just want to get that out of the way first because, unfortunately, it seems like any, lots of times these days talking about this team, it's like it's either all or nothing. And if you say anything against Kenny Payne or against you know what's going on right now, it's like you're anti-Kenny Payne. I think it goes without saying none of us are anti-Kenny Payne, at least in this call. Um, but yeah, this is awful. I mean, we're oh what, eight now? Owen eight. Unreal. Never would have thought in a million years that Louisville basketball would ever be in this position. I think one thing that's indicative of all this is, you know, some of my best friends are diehard U of L fans, obviously. And one of them literally asked me today, I was talking to him about the game, and he goes, Who are we playing again? And it's just, I mean, that dude watches, he's a diehard, diehard UL fan. The, one of the reasons we became good friends was because he's a huge UL fan like me. Yeah. He didn't even know who we were playing today. Yeah, I mean, one of my other friends, I go to pretty much every football game with him, didn't even watch the game. And he didn't even watch, like, I think, like the last two or three games. And it's just, that's where we are right now. And that's the danger of what's happening to this program right now. And something – I mean, Mark Ennis said it, said it really well in a tweet. Basically, it's all on the lines of something like, we all keep saying that it can't keep going on like this, and then it does. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw Mike Rutherford tweet too. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody – it hasn't even been a month yet. The season is barely a month old, and I don't think any of us can do this. For three mo- three more months.
1: Yeah, to so. your point. To your point, we're hitting the past few years, not just basketball, but there have been sprinkles of like, you know, performance on the field or court where you're, we're having to experience, you know, fan apathy across the board. And I don't know why. Yeah. It keeps us. I think that's for me. It's like that's the frustrating part is that you just throw your hands up and like laugh. Like I'm, I'm not even like today was one of the first times I haven't sat through an entire game. I I couldn't, like I'm back and forth upstairs, getting something to eat. Hey, you know, it's the lead down under 30. I go look again. And then I'll say, Oh, they got the guys in they're down by 28 now. Oh, but Miami has their scrubs in and losing to Miami by 27 points at home is never okay. But it's just kind of funny when I go back and look and I see in the second half, we lost by eight or we lost by eight points in the second half. And I'm, to me, I'm like, that's a good thing. Like that. I think just the point of where we're at, not just with Kenny Payne, but in Louisville athletics across the board is we can't keep having seasons where fans have like are starting to give up on success. Because like you said, halfway through the broadcast, Perry Clark, who was on ACC network today, um, who used to coach at Tulane and remembers the fan base, Louisville fan base. He said, you know, like there's no, his quote was, there is no something to the effect of, there is no city that loves basketball more than Louisville, Kentucky. And that was really hard to hear being down Mm -hmm. by points to a you know football school really when I was growing up it was the U and I was football and Miami was never really good at basketball like like we keep saying it's the same thing over and over again and the pressers like Kenny's a great speaker but the way he's painting the picture it's it's just it's starting to run its course and something's got to give here
2: yeah man I mean uh, and, and it's not good either you know l who was he's putting up like 20 something points a game is now really struggling and we're seeing more and more like all that talk of him being a point guard this offseason we wanted to believe it i want it for l l's a great guy he's a talented player but he's he's an off guard i mean he's not he's on point guard and we're just seeing that play out in this offense i mean we're just watching i mean i could name one guy but it's Almost the whole team just give up the ball, lazy passing, just t- basically unforced turnovers. I'd like to see a stat on how many unforced turnovers we have. Oh, and it's just it, it's it's mind-numbingly bad to watch, and it, it's sad. It's it's sad to watch the Yum Center being that empty. Yeah. I mean, dude, you would almost think COVID is still it's still COVID lockdown. It feels like those games right now. There's barely anybody there. This I agree. we can't. This program cannot continue to hemorrhage fans and to. Uh, yeah, man, it, it it's sad. It's really sad, and I don't want to. Like you said, the apathy thing. I do not want us to, to get used to this. No. We are zero and eight. Zero and eight. Any one of these losses that we've had this year, with Kenny Payne, would have been like. Earth-shattering for my whole life. If Rick Pitino, Chris Mack, whatever, if he had lost by 25 points to Cincinnati or whatever it was, or however many – what was it today? I don't even know. What was the margin of defeat today? 27.
1: 27. 27.
2: If we lost by 27 to Miami, that would have been, like, the worst loss of the season. We would have talked about it forever. That's for the, every Yeah. If we lost to Appalachian State in November, we would have talked about that forever. How did how did he do? How did how did we have that loss? Like what the heck? What happened that game? That's what – every one of these games. I know. We cannot get used to this. We cannot get used to this. I
1: don't know what needs to happen. You know, I think most people you ask would say Kenny's probably going to get the rest of the year. I, I, I don't know what's on Josh Hurd's mind. I, I do know that Josh plays the long game. That, that's kind of been no. his thing. He's also said like he's not going to. Um, entertain mediocrity so it, I guess for me it's like it's just super disappointing and it's a gut punch because you know the coach that he played for um, yeah. you know ran that style and here Kenny comes in and he's got all this you know and, and listen maybe there's something down the road maybe we just don't have the guys I don't know what the reason is anymore but I'm just tired of watching it, it can't be this bad over and over yeah. again um, but because w- when you play for Denny Crum Denny Crum was so ahead of his time He was such an innovative um, you know, pushing the pace, you know, the fast breaks, like pulling up for five foot, 10 foot jumpers on a fast break. Nobody was doing that um, when, when Kenny started doing it. And that's kind of how our success became ballooned into what it was. And, um, you know, just kind of trans, you know, w- w- we can transcend the the uh, conversation into several different areas of what happened today, but it's just the same, like, you know, we're just repeating ourselves. Um, right. I talk about um, the guy on my shirt right here a little bit and the the yeah. cardinal. It's, we we had some news last night come out. I, I don't know what's been confirmed or what happened or what have you, but there's a lot of people saying that I guess Denny Crum is not doing well. He's not in great health, and um, we want to send prayers up to him, obviously. But um, yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about what he means to the program, and it kind of ties into what we're talking about with the Miami game, anyway. In that this is Louisville basketball, and he was the godfather. You know that that he's the one that put us on the map. You know, I don't think the, the fan base would have been as gung ho as they are, um, through the years without him being here. Um, so what, what are your, some of your best experiences or thoughts about, um, um Denny Crum and the time he had here?
2: Yeah, man. So, I mean, obviously I'm, you know, college age guy, I just got done with my time at the villains, but, you know, growing up, Denny Crum was the legend I always heard about. I was, he was the the guy always at the games and the crowd the crowd would go crazy for him. I always heard stories about him from my dad. I always heard stories about him on the radio, you know, going to school. In the morning, people would just talk so glowingly about the Denny Crumb days and how, you know, he, he was the reason why Louisville basketball is where it is today. And, um, yeah, it's really sad to see him, um, his health deteriorating. Obviously, I never really saw – I mean – yeah, you know, I was born in 1998, so I, I don't really have any memories of him, you know, coaching on the sidelines for U of O. But I've heard my whole life about the impact that that guy's had, um, not not even on this school, but this whole city, you know, and in basketball itself. So and, and it's I mean, you can't even <clears throat> it's hard to even put into words the sad irony of the state of the program right now and to think about, you know, how Denny Crum is probably not going to be around much longer and yeah. yeah the sad irony of you know one of his guys Kenny Payne is our coach right now and it it's just yeah it it's heartbreaking that we have this dream story of you know Nolan Smith he oh. is here the redemption of that Milt Wagner is is on the staff with Kenny Payne and like Purvis Ellison's back with the program now and yeah, it's just – Louisville Live, the vibes were were so good. Everyone was still uneasy about how the season was going to go, obviously, with how the offseason went. And it's just sad to think that what could have been such a beautiful, great story is, is kind of unfolding in a nightmare. I mean, one of the worst ways possible. It's just – it's sad, man. This fan base needs some good um, – this fan base deserves some good um, – And I really hope, you know, that Denny, you know, he will be honored properly if, you know, if it happens this season. Again, though, it just sucks that it may happen during our worst season ever. Um, But hopefully that – maybe that – who knows? Maybe that's the rallying cry for this program when that that happens. Um, I think we all know what I'm talking about. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, me personally, like, I'm, I'm the same as you. I think you, you said it pretty well a minute ago. Like, this was supposed to be when, when Kenny Payne was hired, this was supposed to be the second coming. This is, a, yeah. this was a, I mean, he's been a journeyman for 20, 30 years. Kenny was. Uh, before that, he, his tutelage was under Coach Crumb. Then he played in the pros and he developed all these guys for our rival, but he still had so many things, so many notches on his belt. And then to go get Derek Smith's son, Nolan who we all have loved and watched him grow over the years to go and get him from under the grasp of Duke, that he's, you know, part of the brotherhood and they love him so much up there. And to like you said, you get, you get Purvis Ellison back on board. You get all these players, those pictures from all the former players that um, they, you know, some of the pictures have Denny in them. It's just such, it feels so good. And yeah. I can't believe, I cannot believe this is where we are as a program. Right. And yeah, I mean, Hey man, as a kid, I mean, I fell in love my first game and um, my first game in, in Freedom Hall. And uh, I remember the red jacket, the, the program, all that, all these things were iconic. And I think, yeah, we did a really good job Tom George did of following up and going to get Rick Patino. And I'm one of those guys that always thought that was a good transition. I don't really never differentiated the Patino guys and the Crumb guys. It just always felt good. I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Um, and then I think Mac even felt good for a little bit, and right now with the NCAA cloud gone and this is happening, and we're not getting the recruits, we have guys canceling the day of. Of, I, I think that was yeah. that red flag when I was like something. It just like I wasn't at Louisville live, but that didn't feel right when you have AJ Johnson and a couple other guys just canceling the day of Louisville live. Right. I'm like something is going on where these guys are not being straight with you. So I, I wonder, right. if, is it NIL or I, I don't know what the answer is, why we're not, why we don't have any momentum, because it seemed like we had a lot coming into Kenny Payne's, you know, initial days as coach. I don't get it.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us were at least a little wary about, about the hire myself included. Um, And, and, you know, guys like Mike Rutherford was talking about, you know, the, the risk of it, but we all thought about kind of what you were just saying how the dream of that working out and him being a great recruiter and a great motivator and teacher of young men. Um, we all heard about the stories of like, for example, the Knox family, how much, you know, Kevin Knox and his family love Kenny Payne and how much Julius Randle and Anthony Davis love Kenny Payne and how, you know, they attributed so much of their success to him. So going into this, you, you thought, okay, you know, he can develop, he can recruit. Um, the players are going to love him. They're going to be motivated to play for him. And unfortunately, we've seen none of that. I mean, and it's just – again, you, I know you and me both. We want this to work. Almost the entire fan base. I mean, I don't – we want this to work. It's Kenny Payne. He's one of our own. And yeah. it's, it's just not. Um, the, like I, I saw another Mike Brotherford tweeted. bring him up again. Uh, he said, we're not getting any better – and we're not playing any harder. And it's just, I, what else do you say? I mean, we don't have really any recruits coming in. I mean, he, you know, he got Curtis Williams. Good job. He, he's a solid, solid recruit. Um, but like you said, we have guys canceling and yeah, when that happened, that was kind of a, what the heck moment? Like what, what's going on? And it, You don't really get much confidence from him in the press conferences either. I mean, right before the starter, we were watching his press conference. And yeah, he says some good things and he has some good lines, but I don't really like how he talks about the team lots of times, to be honest. So he'll be talking about the team almost like the team is detached from him, like their play isn't influenced by what he can do, which is true. He's not out there coaching, but it's still, He's there. I mean, he's not out there playing. I'm gonna say he's not there playing, but he's still their coach, and he does have an impact on how they play. And he he makes the game plan. He's the leader. And lots of times when he's talking, it's almost like he's just hoping that they might do something. Like, no, you're the leader. You're the coach. You're getting paid millions of dollars to do this, and I don't really think you should be talking about the team like I hope they do this they need to do this like you're their coach this is the team this is your team and he almost acts like like hands off like this isn't my problem yeah obviously he hasn't said that but that's what it feels like lots of times when he's talking i don't know what your thoughts are
1: i think he's so philosophical sometimes i mean i can get lost in what he's saying like because it sa- it all sounds good um I, I just i'm not seeing it translate um and yeah. i guess for me i'm I like I, I listen to the pressers i don't really put stock into too much of of uh, like what's going to happen next just being 0 and 8 will kind of do that to you it beat you down a little bit but I, I guess I spend the, the like today I di- like I said I didn't watch the whole game I just couldn't um, but the, the parts that I am catching of the games now I'm kind of looking for bright spots like who, who's going to energize this this team who wh- what is the future of this team are, are these you know if, if any guys stick around like I kind of like the young guys. I like the energy and I, I like the energy in Fabio. I like, I think Devin Ree is underrated. I, I don't think he plays great defense, but nobody really is. Kamari lands yeah. willing um, to push the ball and get better. I, I, I just feel like, I mean, I know you can't just pull the, the older guys and there's no shade on any of them, but I just yeah. feel like there's gotta be, there's gotta be a, a fire somewhere, you know, on this roster. I mean, it's, these are, a lot of these guys are four stars, you know, and, we may be a little young. Some of them may be a little young. I know Fabio was, was not rated very high, but I mean, these are, they're, they're long, they're athletic. I don't know. Do you see any bright spots in this team, you know, on the roster at all? I mean,
2: yeah, you, you, you see, you see moments like you said from guys like guys like Fabio, guys like Hersey Miller um, moments from guys like Devin Ree. Um, but again it's just so hard to talk about that when we almost lead the country in in the in a bad way with turnovers when we are quite literally at this point and again like i said earlier we should not get used to this this shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't be numb to this but we are quite literally one of the worst basketball teams in the country yes and it's just it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, we were talking in our group chat last night. A lot of us recently, I'm sure lots of other fans have been doing this, have been watching old, you know, Louisville basketball videos. Yeah. And you know, last time we played Appalachian State, that was that was going around last time we had played them. Um and that team, what was it, 09, 2010? that was considered one of our one of our bad teams. And they were like an eight seed. <laughs> yeah. Like it's right. just It's hard to not talk about big picture and where the program's at when you're sitting at staring zero and eight down in the face, likely zero and ten in the face. Um, Yeah, man, I I don't know what the answers are. Like you said, maybe maybe start playing the younger guys more. Like you said, I mean, L. Ellis was one for ten today. Um, Curry donut stat line. I mean, I don't know why he was he started today. Maybe Kenny saw something in him this week in practice. I don't know what he saw because it was more the same today. And again, I'm not trying to bash these guys. It's just wh- what else am I supposed to say? You know? yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I, like you, you and I talked before we started this, and we knew there wouldn't be there's just not a whole lot to analyze and and it's really hard to do a post game when you can't analyze anything different than you've already seen before. and and we're just seeing, um, like I said, it's, it's like the same game on loop, um, the power five games anyways, it's like the same team, it's like the same beat down on loop and the, it can yeah. like, it can, it can turn a fan base into apathy. And um, I guess before we get out of here and, and wrap up, um, what, what would be if, if there was one change, if you saw one change of significance, if you can wrap this up in about an answer of one minute, um, what would it be if, if you, if, if you were Kenny Payne, what was the, what would be the one thing you're like, okay, you know what? We're going we're gonna to fine-tune this. We're going to start there. What would you do?
2: Oh, man, that's a tough question. I mean, better passing. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got to pass with a purpose. There was one sequence. L. Ellis just started. He was, like, top of the key, dribbles the air out of the ball, picks it up, and everyone was just standing there watching him. Yeah. No, nobody was getting in position. Nobody was cutting. Nobody was setting a screen. Nobody was trying to get open. Everybody just stood there and watched All Ellis dribble the air out of the ball, pick it up. We called a timeout. And it's just like, what, what's the plan? What, yeah. what are we doing? And I mean, we're three for 20 today from three. I mean, it's just 15%, 29% from the field. It l- let's at least see better passing. You know, we're not a great shooting team. We're not very athletic. I, I want to see people cutting hard and making good passes. That's what I would change.
1: That's, I think that's a great place to start. Um, <laughs> yeah. If I, you know, and well, like I said, I mean, there's really not a whole lot else to say. Um, we, we send our prayers to uh, Denny Crum and his family. And yeah. um, this has been the Starting 502 podcast. We're as desperate as everyone else. We want to see something. <laughs> anything we just don't know i mean we're, we're like we're giggling about it because that's all you can do right now we're 0 and A. it yeah. is really hard anyway th- I, thank you so much ethan um so ethan Sprouts was the co-host my name's is alan thomas and uh go cards man we'll get them <laughs>
2: <laughs> looking for better
0: days soon man Done.